It takes a phone call and a lot of courage to start the process of involuntarily committing a family member for substance abuse. It's just about the last resort. Waiting outside a Franklin County courtroom in Greenfield, Massachusetts, Michelle Howe knows this all too well. She made the call on her daughter. Um, she knew we were doing it, so we knew where she was, and we could tell the judge where, or tell the court where to find her, and they went and picked her up and brought her in. And then you go before the judge, and a doctor comes and talks with her and talks with me and then talks to us together, and then they call to see if there's a bed available. How sectioned her daughter. That's how families in this situation refer to Massachusetts State Law Chapter 123, Section 35. The Franklin County Courts used to see two a month. It's now two or three a day, and most are heroin-related. In Howe's case, and for several other people waiting here at probate and family court, young children are involved. And over the last four years, there's been a slow but steady increase in the number of grandparents seeking guardianship of their grandkids. Although not all petitions for custody are substance abuse-related, in Franklin County last year, 69 were filed, and 56 were from grandparents like how. And when I first took the kids, she was very angry with me, you know. But after time, she realized we did it so she could get better herself. How says she's not exactly sure when or why her daughter, Ashley Airho, started using. But there was a lot of heroin use among the people her daughter hung out with. And then a crisis hit. The father of Airho's new baby died, not from drugs, but from a brain aneurysm. Howe says her daughter got really depressed. Where she was living is not the best place, so I think removing her from this area and placing her in a treatment center not close to here was helpful. Over the past almost 24 months, Airho has been in numerous facilities around the state. Her current treatment center is in Pittsfield. She landed a rare apartment in a safe harbor home where children can live if parents stay clean. Early on in her withdrawal, Airho was prescribed Suboxone and Vivitrol. But House says her daughter didn't like the side effects and now goes to Narcotics Anonymous meetings. And while she's trying to stay clean, she does get to see her kids, who are two and five. And they have questions for their grandmother. Well, we just tell our grandkids that their mom is in a place where she's getting better, and they understand that. They talk to her every night on the phone. Howe has had custody of the kids for almost two years. She believes her daughter is getting better. And on this day together, they are asking Judge Beth Crawford to return custody of the kids to their mom. On the telephone, we have Ashley Erho. Could you identify yourself for the record, please? Um, my name is Ashley Erho. Thank you. Okay, thank you. And ma'am, could I have you identify yourself for the record? I'm Michelle Howe. I'm the grandmother. Okay, you're the grandmother. And Ashley, you're the mom. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so Ashley, if Also you in the courtroom is probate officer Betty Babinski. Judge, I've not spoken with the mother, but I know that she has signed a sentence in both cases. I did have the opportunity to speak with the grandmother. So uh, what has happened is, um, and, and I learned this from the grandmother after she has now petitioned, um, is that Ashley, the mother, is in treatment. Babinski goes on to talk about the house rules where Erho lives, that Erho is subject to frequent drug screenings, and that she seems to be working hard to stay clean and reunite with her children. In probate and family court, the cases are civil, not criminal. Babinski and her colleagues are facilitators, not lawyers. They meet with all sides and then report to the judge the family's often opposing positions. Of the custody cases that come into this courtroom, Babinski says the majority involves substance abuse. Twenty years ago, it was alcohol. Now it's heroin and prescription opioids. 
what we are seeing a lot of is that grandparents are coming in because the stability piece isn't there. I mean, a lot of these folks are homeless. They're in and out of jail. They're in and out of treatment programs. Taking custody of your children's children through a court of law is a time of reckoning for families. And Babinski says it doesn't always fix what's broken. You know, I, I can't imagine sitting across the table from my daughter saying, you have a problem. I need to take care of your child. And then the resistance that usually comes back, because of their addiction, they can't see that. And they're, they're in a corner, they're scared, they don't want to admit they have a problem. It's my child, I don't want to lose my child. And I'm going to counsel for the children. In the courtroom, after listening for a few minutes, Judge Crawford asks Ashley Airho about her drug treatment over the past two years. And then the judge asks her mother about an affidavit she filed just a few months ago. And you said that you filed this in December of 2014, dismissing your petition to resign as guardian, because at that point, mom had gotten kicked out of a program for using that two That was the Canaan house, but she wasn't using heroin. It was something called Whip It. I don't know what that is. And you can get them at a gas station. Okay. And she probably wouldn't even have gotten in trouble for it, but she was honest with them and told her that she did it with well, this girl. I'm glad she was honest and told her <laughs> that that was still some sort of substance abuse. Is that correct? Yes, that was about three months. The judge says she won't give full guardianship to the mom, but she is willing to grant co-guardianship. So, mom, if you were co-guardians, um, that would make you a custodian in this situation. So I assume that that would allow you to stay in the program. Is that your understanding? Erho is concerned she has to have full guardianship of the kids or she won't be allowed to stay in the safe harbor home. Her mother is concerned, too. How? is among more than 34,000 grandparents in Massachusetts raising grandchildren, as according to census data from 2013, a 20% increase since 2005. A state commission focusing on grandparents raising grandchildren sent out a survey this spring. Out of 150 responses, about 80% are in this family situation because of opioid use by an adult son or daughter. In many cases, grandparents will raise the kids until they're out on their own. But if Ashley Airho does stay drug-free her children could join her in Pittsfield by mid-June. For New England Public Radio, I'm Jill Kaufman.